0: Of course, you want to get the broker of record letter when you can, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes the carrier won't accept it. Sometimes the insured won't offer it to you, won't give it. And so you got to go through a quoting process. You got to go through a quoting process in order to win this business with a prospect. There's a number of different things that you're probably going to want to get. But what I'm going to talk to you about today is what you need to do when you are presenting your, quote, proposal to a prospect. There are a number of things that you should do, and there are, listen to me, there are a number of things you shouldn't do if you're going to put yourself in a strong position in order to win the business. Because quoting is for the weak. But you got to quote sometimes in order to win. Today, I'm going to tell you what you need to do to put yourself in a strong position or to win when you sit down on the other side of the table with your prospect to offer your quote proposal. Stay tuned. What's up Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12x your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey everybody, Charles Specht here, the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. I am very glad that you are here with us today. So like I said, in that sort of pre-introduction, we're going to talk about what to do and not to do when you offer your quote proposal to your prospects. It's different than if you're doing it with a client and offering your quotes because they are a current client. They already trust you, they've given you permission and so forth, yet at the same time, If you know that your client is getting quotes from other agents that you have competition on the renewal, there are definitely some things you need to do and not do. Like I said many, many times, it all comes down to positioning, 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 positioning. We'll talk about potentially what to do with your quotes on a current client because today we're going to talk about what to do with your quotes with a prospect. Now, as I mentioned, you know I love the broker record letter which is why I have BrokerOfRecordLetter.com. You should go check it out. BrokerOfRecordLetter.com, AgentOfRecordLetter.com, because I teach about how to do that. Yet, at the same time, I also know that there are plenty of times when that is not going to be an option for you. So you're going to go through the quoting process. I don't have anything wrong with quoting. There's, there's nothing wrong with offering quotes. Just remember, it's a weak move. It's a weak move to offer quotes. Why? Well, statistically speaking, the incumbent agent, the one who controls the policies, has a 92% likelihood of retaining that business. That's why the insurance business is a great thing. You get these clients, you tend to keep these clients. And So whoever has that client right now is likely to retain that client. So when you go through the quoting process, just know that you are now in a very bad position. Your stock price with the insured has gone down dramatically. You are basically an 8%er. The insurer's got a, the incumbent's got a 92% shot at winning. You've got an 8% shot, give or take. Now you got to place yourself in a stronger position. How do you do that? Well, look, there are definitely some things you need to do when you are offering quotes to your prospects. Now, with that said, I would tell you, I'm going to try, if I'm an agent, I'm going to try to give the prospect a number of things, but also realize that I am the one who is dictating how this process is going to go. You need to do that you need to dictate how this process is going to go because you need to position yourself in a way in which to win otherwise you're going to get used and so right off the bat you know that if the insured wasn't willing to fire the current agent to hire you that there is some kind of relationship there and you just always always you never really know how strong the incumbent's relationship is until you get a signature period you never really know the insured might say oh this is just you know numbers i want you to to save me some money i'm willing to make that switch yeah right I mean, I've heard that a thousand times, haven't you? I know of a lot of agents who have heard that, and frankly, I hear it all the time. So even though they might say something to you in that moment, they might be thinking that in their head. But when it comes down to it, when it comes down to making that final decision to leave their current agent and start doing business with you, no, they just conveniently forget what they said. And that's why we have to strengthen our position because we can't allow the insured to forget what they said. So. We're going to go through the quoting process first and foremost. Just realize it's not a great place to be, it's a bad, bad, soft position to be in. But I don't have anything wrong with quoting so long as we can do three things. Three things, if we can do those three things, we're going to go through a quoting process. The first thing is that if you decide you're going to go forward with this particular prospect, then the first thing that you want to make sure that you get, even with the first meeting with the insured, this is way before you can get quotes and proposals, you want to make sure that with that insured. They will give you access, exclusive access to the markets that you know you need in order to be competitive. So if you feel like I need to have ABC and ABC carrier, DEF carrier and XYZ carrier in order to go forward with this quote, have that conversation with the insured. Talk about these three carriers. These are the three carriers that I need. If they're not willing to give those to you, why would you go forward? (laughs) You're That's terrible positioning. What if they say something like, well, you know, I'm going to give those to my current agent. Great. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean you got to go forward and quote, just not a real good opportunity for you this year. But if they're willing to give those things to you through those three carriers that you know you need, great. Then you can maybe go to the next step here. The next step would be, is that I would need to have a conversation with the insured and the insured and I come to an agreement on what I would need to accomplish in order to win their business. I usually will say something like, you know, in apples to apples coverage comparison, you know, basically we're all sort of offering the same kind of coverages after all said and done. How much premium would I need to be less expensive in order to be guaranteed the business in order to be guaranteed that you will not renew with that current agent and that you will renew with me. And if they're just saying, save me some money, say, great. If I'm $1 less expensive, will that be enough to make that switch? Because that's less expensive. Uh, you're probably thinking, well, Charles, I mean, isn't it sort of pulling hairs there? Yep, pulling all the hairs, actually. Because you know, even though the insured said, I want to save some money, you just saved me some money. Well, that's not the truth. That's not the truth of it. $1 saving money, $100 is saving money, maybe $1,000, maybe $10,000. Is that enough? Is that the number the insured really has in their mind? So I might say something like this. This is how you should word it. Okay, well, tell you what. If I can save then $1 off of your insurance renewal, Will that be enough then for you to decide to, in essence, fire the relationship with that insured that, that agent going forward and that you'll do business with me? Or if you don't want to use $1, just say, then no, look, how about you know just a, a, a 1% less expensive? All things being equal, I am 1% less expensive. Across the board, we're good to go. If they say yes, perfect. But I would tell you that 99.9% of the time, they'll probably say, well, you know, actually, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't make the switch just for that. Great. That's why we're having this conversation. Because you, Mr. Mrs. Miss Insurance agent, you need to be able to figure out what exactly that number is. Because if you guys can't come to a a full disclosure conversation with the insurance buyer about what that number is, then you're probably going to get rolled. You can do a great job and you might end up coming in 20% less expensive. And they say, well, you know, just it wasn't enough after all was said and done. I just decided to stick with who we've got. What? That's a lot of money. So we need to have that conversation. The insured might say, well, you know, no, not 1%. And I, this is not where I started looking at it. say, okay, good. Well, tell you what, here's 3%. You know, your your insurance premium is about $100,000. $3,000 is a significant discount compared to, you know, what you're currently paying right now. I'm going to be shooting for a lot more, but I just need to make sure that we come up with an agreement on what the basic minimum is so that I know exactly whether or not I've got an opportunity here to win a new client based upon this loyalty or you know, really what your number is if we're going to move forward. I, frankly, I just really feel like the insurance buyer will respect that. I need to come up with like a firm number. And if they say something like, well, you know, it's got to be like 20%. Hmm, probably not. Probably not moving forward. That's too much. So you need to have this this uh, conversation early, right? Better to have it now than to not have it at all, go through all that work and then not get the business, right? So if I can come to the agreement with the insured, What I need to accomplish in order to win the business, um, then maybe I will move forward. Um, Maybe that number is going to be, say, 5%. Got to be less than 5%, whatever, okay? Um, Then I want to do the third thing. I want to make sure that the incumbent agent does not get any last looks and that the uh, insured is not going to share my quotes with the incumbent agent or any other agents. If they say, well, you know, I'm going to receive the quotes from you and I'm just going to go back to my agent and, you know, let them know what's going on and see if they can you know, get me a better deal. Look, I understand, no problem. That's what you want to do. It's just that you're not doing that on my time. You're not doing that on my my account. You're not doing that on my quotes. So I think that the insured needs to realize like how sort of unethical that is. And I want to make sure that we're all coming in with our best quotes and they're not going to give the other agent sort of a last chance to re-quote their account in order to, to retain the business. Because if I come up with that 5%, you know and the incumbent agents like 8%, you know, over or you know whatever it is and then he or she requotes it and now they're like 3 I'm only 3% less expensive than I'm not going to win the business. And so those are my three things. I got to have the carriers that I want. I got to have a firm number from the insured on what I need to accomplish in order to be guaranteed they do business with me. Third, that they're not going to share my quotes. Pretty simple stuff, right? I mean, I'm not asking for something strange and weird here. I'm asking for something that's just going to be normal going through this whole process as professionals. This is going to put you in a much stronger position if you can get those three things. Now, once you get those three things at that first appointment, you need to remind the insured, listen to me, you need to remind the insured about what they agreed to do with you in order to go through that process. Why do I say that, Charles? Well, the reason why I say that is because they will conveniently forget what they talked to you about. You, listen, you might be meeting with them like 60 days, 90 days, 45 days before their renewal. They're not necessarily going to remember the specific numbers that they talked to you about. And please also remember that they're probably talking to a bunch of different agents. They might even meet with a few different agents. And so they can't necessarily remember what they told you or what they told somebody else. And then you might say, well, we agreed to 5%. And then he might, he or she might say, well, you know, I don't know. I just really thought it was 15%. I mean, I just can't believe that I would say 5%. 15% just sounds better. Like, they're not going to remember. So here's what you do. After your meeting, you go back to your office. You send them an email. Thank you so much, Bob, for meeting with me. I really appreciate the opportunity to meet with you and talk about, you know, the insurance for your amazing organization. Based upon that conversation you and I had about those three things, I feel very confident moving forward with you on a quote. The first thing was that you were going to give me access to these three carriers. And then in your email, you need to list those out. I will be given exclusive access to work with these three carriers. Your other agents are not going to have uh, the ability to work with these three. I'm really grateful to be able to have those to move forward. The second thing was, is that we agreed that if I'm at least 5% less expensive than your other agent, that you will guarantee to not renew that other agent and you'll renew business with me. I really appreciate you know your transparency and your honesty there, Bob. Thanks for that. And the third thing was, is that you know everybody's going to come in with their best quotes first. Nobody's getting a last look. You know The other agent, the, your current agent's not going to get a chance to sort of re-quote and nobody is sharing quotes. Nobody is... Uh, uh, you're not going to share my quotes with the current agent. You're not going to share the current agent's quotes with me. We're all coming in with our best numbers. Based upon you know these rules of engagement, I feel very confident in moving forward with you. I really appreciate that, Bob. Thanks. And then, now that you've sent that to him so that he can remember that, you should also then be reminding them about that when you have different conversations with them. You know, you might send them maybe two weeks later an email to remind them and update them about what's happening. Hey, just wanted to give you an update. I'm still in the process of working with those three carriers. And here's the three that you said that I could have exclusive access to. Um, I really feel confident that we're going to be able to show up with that minimum of 5% savings for you so that we can be guaranteed the business. And, you know, just as kind of a reminder, you know, I'm not going to be asking for your current agent's quotes. And please, you know, just don't share anything. That I give to you, it's our intellectual property. Really appreciate that, Bob. Thanks so much. I'll let you know once I get the quotes in, I appreciate it. Just kind of remind him, Bob, in this example, about what Bob agreed to. Why? This is just smart. It's just smart. This is wise. Not doing that is foolish. OK? Not doing that is foolish. Now, let's get to the point now where you've got your quotes basically you know, coming in, or they're just about to come in, and so you're now trying to figure out when should I meet? Okay, here's something that I think is one of the most foolish things in the insurance business. Um, Many times insurance carriers will have like provisions on their broker record letter process that they're not going to pay the agent, the new agent, if the broker of record letter is signed and submitted to them within 10 days before the insurance policy renews. What kind of crazy business is that? I don't even understand why that is a thing. That is anti-American. It is bad for our industry. I think it is foolish. I mean, how many times do even the underwriters at those carriers even offer their quotes within that 10-day period, let alone give the agent a chance to put it together, put it together in a proposal, set an appointment with the insured to go over it? No, it's just foolish. Like, there's just no reason why they have to have that provision. But, unfortunately... We live in a world that does not make sense. We work in an industry that sometimes doesn't make sense. And so sometimes these provisions are out there. Because of that, please don't ever, 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 listen to me. I I don't even know if you're listening to me. Please don't ever, 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 ever meet with a prospect longer than 10 days out before the thing renews. Don't. Might even be seven days. Don't. Whatever the provisions are for the carriers that you're going to, and you better figure them out. You better call just say, hey, by the way, what is your stance on these things? Right? I'm, done. I'm just telling you, this is about positioning. Just don't. David Charles, I, I mean, I really want to show up, you know, and and show up beforehand so that my my prospect realizes that I'm professional. I get it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can, and I hope it works out. I mean, but why throw mud against the wall see what sticks? After all said and done, they didn't give you the broker of record letter. Therefore, I'm not giving them everything they want. I'm getting what I want. This is about positioning. This is about war. Sales is war. I'm trying to get somebody fired. I'm trying to get that incumbent agent fired. I'm trying to get the insured to change their mind about who they have their loyalty with going forward. And after all is said and done... I have to be wise as a serpent and as innocent as a dove when I go through this whole process so that I am doing a good job for my underwriters, my agency, my wife, my children, my family, my bank account, because I'm in the sales business. And sales is about positioning. Yes, selling is relationship. We'll get there. But I'm just talking about right now, how should you set this up? Just don't meet too early. Again, this is all sort of a process on how this the whole thing works. Don't meet with them too early. Don't meet with them longer than out for at least for the property casualty of when the carrier is going to accept that broker record letter and pay the new commission. Employee health benefits, not even, not, not even really an issue. They'll pay, you know, whenever, which is a beautiful thing, which is why, why can't the property casualty carriers do that? No, they can. They just choose not to because they are property casualty. And unfortunately they think they'd rule the world, but I digress. The next thing is that please don't meet with your prospect to give your quotes before the incumbent agent has given the renewal quotes to your prospect. Why, Charles? Well, glad you're asking because it's about positioning. Because when you meet with the insured, you want them to make a decision right then and there. You need to also have a few cards in your back pocket. Okay. Now, again, I would Contact the insured and say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm getting really close to getting my quotes in and having everything ready. Um, I'm hoping to meet with you sometime, you know, in the next week or something like that. I just wanted to find out whether or not you've received your current quote or your current agent's renewal quotes. Have you received that yet? I'm gonna ask that. Okay. Now, by the way, let me just kind of regress a little bit back to point three. Remember when I talked about that they're not gonna share quotes? Really, all I'm concerned about is that they don't share my quote with the current agent. Because this comes down to positioning again, I don't. I really don't care if they share the current renewal quote with me. I hope they do actually, because I'm going to ask for it. I just don't want them to share my quote with the incumbent agent. So when it comes to positioning on where I'm going to try and schedule my appointment with the insured, I'm going to say, "Have you received your renewal quote from your current agent?" Yes. Yet. Yeah. Oh, you have. Great. You know what did it come in at? Oh, it came in at one hundred sixteen thousand dollars. Okay. Or oh, it came in at eighty three thousand dollars. Oh wow, uh, that's actually a pretty good quote. Tell you what, can you you know email that over because I just want to make sure that I am quoting the same kind of coverages across the board. Email that to me, you know, and I'll make sure that we've got the same coverages for you. Wouldn't it, wouldn't you want to do that? Like that just makes sense, right? That just makes sense. Okay, so going back to point three, I don't care, and I hope that the uh, insured is willing to give me quotes from other agents, including the incumbent. I just don't want them sharing my quote. That's what I'm most focused on when it comes to number three. So once the insured has met with their current agent, then I'm willing to meet with them after that. Once I'm knowing that I'm kind of the last in, because again, it comes down to positioning. After all is said and done, you're in a stronger position. You might say, well, Charles, that just seems like kind of greasy. Does it? To me, it doesn't. It just seems like it's wise positioning after all is said and done. You don't have to be Three weeks before the thing comes up for renewal, you don't have to, because the insured's never going to make a decision in that time frame anyway. They're not. They're not going to make a decision until you know a, a day or two before the thing comes up, you know, or a couple of days, whatever it is. They're usually not going to make a d- decision way out in advance of the actual renewal date anyway. So just make sure that you're doing this at the strong point. you need to have strong positioning. So once you set the appointment, you meet with your insured. Here's how your proposal here's what should be in your proposal, okay first is that? I would say you have you know the proposal you're giving to them, and you need to have something for them. Okay, um, you should include the actual full copy of the quote that should be in the back of your proposal. You might even have at your agency where there, your proposal is sort of a template. Things that have to be in there. That's great. That's for E and O purposes, and it should be it should be in there. But here's what I would say: your proposal needs to sort of be set up like. As soon as you open the cover, you're going to focus on the three things that you guys agree to. Way back in that first appointment that is you know as you open it up okay bob you know as we start the proposal here i just want to sort of kind of remind you know ourselves about what we discussed and i really feel like we've been able to come through on you on this and so you and i mentioned that i could have access to these three carriers as you're going to see i've got you know quotes from two of them and a declination from one of them Um, so i appreciate the opportunity to work with those uh those three you and i mentioned that i had to be at least five percent less expensive than your incumbent agent and I can tell you I am very confident that we are bringing that here. So I appreciate you, you know, being a straight shooter with me and agreeing with me on this five percent, you know, because that was, you know, basically what I needed just to know that we were on the same page going forward. And I feel that we've got a real strong quote here. So thanks for that. And the third thing is that, you know, we agreed that I would move forward through this whole quoting process and accomplish all of these things, and that you wouldn't share my quote with your current agent and that your current agent wouldn't get any sort of last look or the opportunity to come in and requote it. I just really appreciate you Bob, you know, being um, you know, being on record with me a person of integrity and agreeing to these things. So, thank you for that. Then I flip the page. That's it. I'm just trying to remember. I'm just rather I'm just trying to remind him Bob about what Bob agreed to in order for us to go forward because he might have conveniently forgotten. It happens. It happens people. It happens. We forget. So we got to do it. Third page ought to be your timeline of services because at the end of the day, if we aren't providing any services then all you are is a number and I would suspect you're not trying to be just a number you're trying to be much more than that. So remember when you went over your 12 month timeline of services, when you met with Bob in that very first appointment and you uncovered a number of the problems that Bob had with the lack of services from his current agent, maybe he wanted some workers compensation claims management, or maybe he wanted you to come and actually do the open enrollments yourself, like whatever it is, you're going to go through the timeline of services reminding him. And I would actually take a yellow highlighter and I will highlight these things on his copy so that he can actually see these are the things that we're going to be providing. As we, you know, went through that conversation, you mentioned that you know your agent really isn't providing any loss control services. As you can see here in our timeline, when we do business together, you're going to receive loss control services once a quarter on these particular dates. You also mentioned that you know your claims are out of control on your workers' compensation. You don't even know why this is happening on your experience modification factor. As you can see, we are providing monthly workers' compensation claims management. We're contacting your uh, your um, adjusters on each of your claims. We're working on getting the X mod lowered. That's something that we provide. The other thing you mentioned is that none of your uh, none of your agents have ever provided any kind of safety program, and so we're actually providing a safety program. Um, as you can see, we're going to do the safety program on these dates, and this is going to be the service that we promise to you going forward once we bind coverage for the next twelve months. So you got to remind the insured what you uncovered. And what they're going to receive from you going forward. Because prospecting is a numbers game. Selling insurance is a relationship game. At the end of the day, what this whole thing, this transaction of insurance is about, is not just a promise, not just a piece of paper, not just a policy or plan, not just numbers, it's people, relationships. What I have to get them to do is realize, that's right, my agent didn't provide any of those things. That's right, my agent said they were going to f- do those things for me, but they didn't. That's right, my agent said that they would provide those things on our behalf, but really never did. Okay, that's right, you said you're going to do these things, It's perfect, great. Just remind them, 12-month timeline of services, so important, so necessary, right? Once you have that 12-month timeline of services, then after that, you can kind of do it how you want. You might have the premium page right up front and then you go through the coverages. You might go through the coverages, have the premium page, you know, after that, whatever it is. But I would tell you that typically what I do is I will include those same documents towards the back of that, that proposal. I just kind of remind them say, look, you know, we'll just put it in here again. So you've got the 12-month time of services. This is what you get when you do business with us. Here again is just the three things we discussed. And then that next piece of paper, which might be the last piece of paper in your proposal, I have a sign-off form, and the sign-off form is basically once they're ready to move forward with us, they give us the, hey, okay, this looks great, Charles, let's go with it. Then I have a form that they sign in the proposal. I'll have a copy of it so that they can sign my copy of it, but it basically says we would like to go ahead and bind coverage based upon the coverages you have provided to us here in this proposal, and then I might have some lines there for some other things they might want to include, like maybe they want to include you know quote for EPLI or you know bump up the limit on their excess liability or whatever so we can add some adjustments in there but they sign off that they want to buy in coverage it's just a way for us to move forward in this relationship there has to be something that you know goes off a, a, a twisting a something turns something on in the mind that we're going to fire bu- fire the other agent and we're going to hire you going forward i actually feel just some of those basic things when it comes down to offering quotes to a non-client are just wise doing forward, going forward. You need to have those because otherwise you're putting yourself at an 8% shot at winning. But if I can increase my position, my position, my position, then I'm much more likely to win business. And a lot of agents will say, well, I've got like a 40% hit ratio on a quote to win, Uh, which, you know, frankly, I would say is kind of like average to slightly above average. Some agents are only shooting like a 25, 30%. They quote, they might win one out of four. Um, Some agents might boast of like maybe a 60 or 70%. Hey, that's still pretty good, but can't we get up to like 90? Isn't there something we can do to even increase it more? I mean, if you're shooting at a 30%, 40%, 50%, you know what? Much better off if we can even get ourselves to a 70% after all all said and done. Because it's a whole lot better to get 7 clients out of 10 than it is only 4 clients out of 10. And so there are things that you can do in this whole process when you are offering quotes to non-clients, prospects, who don't yet fully trust you. It comes down to positioning. If you position yourself to win, you're much more likely to win. If you position yourself just to play, well guess what? You'll get used. Now please, please, one other thing here is when you offer your quotes, I know you would never do this because you're not one of those agents who would do this. There are other agents, maybe even at your own agency who would do this, but you would never do this. Please don't ever do this. If you do this, don't ever email your quotes or your proposal to your prospect. The the hit ratio goes down dramatically. You need to be face face this is a relationship game. This is not a virtual AI game. This is a relationship game. You need to be in person so that you can get the signed signature on that bind order right then and there. You can collect the deposit check while you're sitting there. Just do not ever email your quotes to the insured. I'm just telling you, your hit ratio, even if you were like a 70%, once you email it, I mean it just drops down. I would say it's like, you know, less than half. Like literally, probably way more than that. You don't want to do that. It's about positioning. Okay, it's about positioning. You know, this is your career. You're a professional. You know, there's too much at stake here. You know, you've got food to put on the table for the family. You've got to pay the mortgage. You've got to do all of these things, and we have to do it, and we got to do it wisely, so that we can put ourselves in a stronger position in order to win the business. I mean, after all, that's why we're here. And that's why you're listening to the Millionaire Insurance Producer podcast, because you don't want to just play games. You want to actually put yourself in a stronger position and doing these basic things will absolutely, absolutely put you in a stronger position to win. Now, can I just switch the topic for a moment? I want to tell you that one of the things that I'm trying to do more and more of is talking to agencies, okay? Okay. So maybe your agency is in need of someone like me coming to talk to your people for half a day. Um, Maybe you want to just do like a a one-hour virtual sort of sales motivation sales summit where I teach this process, the broker record level process for your people. Contact me, charles at permissiongroup.com. Send me an email, charles at permissiongroup.com. Maybe you want me to come and actually do, for example, a half-day producer training for your people. Love to have a chance to do that face-to-face. I don't care where you're at. We'll make it happen. Um, if you want to do something virtually, we can make that happen. You want to do something face to face. Maybe you have a you know couple of day conference where you want me to come and do sort of the main, uh, the main speaker, and then maybe have a few breakout sessions. Love to have a chance to do that with you, whether it's an association, an agency, whatever, because at the end of the day, I just know that the process works. And if we stick to the process, we're going to get very, very good results. And so if you feel that might work for you and your agency, feel free to reach out to me. Love to have a chance to talk with you about it. Now, after all said and done, quoting is weak, but quoting works if you can put yourself in a stronger position. Do those things that we talked about, you're going to put yourself in a much stronger position. I guarantee it. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network Insurance Agency, where I teach and train insurance agents just like you how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.